Welcome to The Faithful Servant, a podcast reaching you in the midst of your battles where you can find hope, joy, wisdom, and healing. My name is Eric Howland, and at the end of the day, my hope is that I can hear the words, well done, my faithful servant. When you sit back and think about your passion in life, what comes to mind? Oftentimes we would say things I like to do or it's something I will do everything to be good at because I have that strong of a desire. So welcome to the Faithful Servant Podcast. But let me ask you this question. What happens when one of your passions adds a level of purpose to it? I believe my guests today are going to share that answer in their stories. So I want to welcome to the set today, The Soul Review from Lincoln, Nebraska. We have joining us today, Haley Bice, Jaden Keller, Ether Sare, and Mr. Robert Leslie Jr. So welcome everyone. Okay. If you listened into my conversation with Robert a couple months ago, you will know how much I just love their music. This group of singers are so talented but what makes their performance special is their own personal message of love and self-worth. Throughout the show, they spoke of their personal stories. And as I was sitting there, just listening to the music, you could see the passion that they had. And I'm just excited about today because I think each one of them has an opportunity to reach our listeners out there with a special story. So Haley, I'm going to start with you. (laughs) (laughs) When you think about those moments when you're performing, where does it come from for you? It comes from just like a deep part of my soul, like wanting to connect with everybody, not just like singing a note, but actually like telling a story and really like digging deep to help that person through whatever they're like going through at that time. Cause just one song or like one note can literally change how their whole mood is from when they walked into the door and when they're leaving. Okay. So when you breaking it down, even to that one note, that's impactful to a person. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Why? just opening like your mouth singing one note and you being able to like touch someone just by that one note i feel like it it kind of puts you in a different category than a lot of all the musicians like all put together it's like if you can like really dig deep with that one note for somebody that means you're doing what you're supposed to be doing in my opinion okay Mm -hmm. and i i look i like it from this aspect in is if we look at our own lives and we narrow it down to just one note and focus on that one note at that one time, life becomes a little easier, doesn't it? Oh yeah. So when you think of your story, what makes it unique? Um, My story, I think, I've always like l- lacked like self-confidence and just being in front of that camera because I cared too much what people thought about me. I always thought I had to hide myself or you know lose 10 pounds so I could do this show or but my talent was always going to be there. My weight was always going to be there if it was I lost 50 pounds or I'm, I stay the same weight. I always thought 
other people like held me back from doing certain things but it, in reality it was like myself so so when you were younger do you feel like you were living for the world um, and the approval of the world well, that's a good question I always thought I had to be a specific type of person to be liked. I always had to fit the mold of everybody else. If I was like myself or like I said something that people didn't like, oh, I, I wasn't gonna have friends or I just felt like I had to be a specific type of person to be liked. So where are you at now? I've, the past like two and a half years, I've like grown tremendously, like not only as like a musician, but as a person. Um, I've grown so much like physically, mentally. Um, I know exactly what I want to do now. Um, nothing's holding me back. Myself was holding myself back, but I'm not doing that anymore because singing, performing, um, just promoting like self-empowerment, um, self-worth, self-love. I want to build myself as a brand in order to do that for other people so that they can find that within themselves. So what, what was it for you to get to that point of self-confidence, to be able to stand up there, be able to sing, and not necessarily worry about what that audience is thinking? Yeah, it was actually right before the pandemic happened. Um, everything shut down, I lost my job, I started posting videos like every single day cover after cover and I actually got discovered by a casting producer um, um, called Game of Talents. It was a trivia talent show hosted by Wayne Brady and I got that opportunity to kind of get out of my comfort zone, fly by myself during a pandemic to LA and film on national television and that that moment right there made me realize like I know what I'm supposed to be doing it kind of gave me that jump ahead that I needed in order to like see myself in that light where I belong and it was amazing by the way her yeah. performance on Game of Talent <laughs> it was so good thank you so good. it's, so it's good. stream streaming on Hulu still so okay so did you get to meet Wayne Brady um kind of it was like the pandemic so you oh, couldn't really so like, there was that. But, I was, but he said my name, so that's all I needed. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He said my name, so yeah, yeah it, it was pretty special. Worth it then. Yeah, it was worth it. <laughs> For sure. So when you, when you think about your performances that you've had, have you had an encounter with someone after the show that, just, that you can like remember? This one stands out above them all. Are you saying like someone that, that was on the show? No, what no. Uh, so when you were performing? Yeah, yeah. At any time. Mm -hmm. Has anyone come up to you after the show and just said, you know what, your story, you're just really hit me? Yeah, I had, um, I had someone that came and saw us at the Jewel. Or was it the Jewel? I'm pretty sure it was the Jewel. And it was us at the Soul Review. Um, and she messaged me on Instagram saying like she was in a really low place and just like coming out that night and hearing us like completely changed like what she needed like with her self growth and everything. And I thought that was really cool because like not only are we like, you know, singing to get paid, but we're doing it like for a purpose and to help people um, find their story and like um, really dig deep within themselves and overcome anything they need to be at the right time. You know what I mean? Right, and I guess here's a question for you is when you think of that moment, I, I often 
when I'm going through those times of helping other people, if it's on a mission trip or if it's doing this podcast and someone reaches out, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm thinking I'm like out there trying to serve other people. But then when they come to me and say, you know what, I really needed that. Absolutely. The, the self-confidence in ourselves grows, right? Yeah, like, because we not only do that for, like, other people helping them, but doing that, like, for me personally, like, helping other people, like, you know, be confident in their body or just, like, in general anything, it also helps me because I struggle with it on the daily, too, so. So, um, last question for you. Mm-hmm. What would you say right now to someone who's struggling with that self-confidence that might be living for what they think the their friends want from them all right honestly like no matter like what other people say what other people think like deep down you have to love yourself the way you are at the time like even if you're trying to lose weight you're trying to just be a better person you have to love yourself fully the way you are already so that process isn't like a easier jump than just like like hating yourself and also like trying to lose weight it'll 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 just help you in the long run to love yourself as you are okay thank you haley you're welcome i got a few more later on <laughs> all right I'm just kidding. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> all right ether are you ready I knew it was going to be next. <laughs> How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing good. Um, are you ready to jump into the hot seat here? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Um, can you share your story? Uh, yeah. My name is Ether Sare. I'm from Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, and I feel super lucky to be in this group, The Soul Review, just because this is a group I've been wanting to be a part of or just like the genre I've been wanting to do for the longest time just because I feel like out of all places in the United States, Nebraska is definitely not the first place you'd probably think of for this now, kind of genre. Now, now, come on. <laughs> I mean, if, if we're going to really have a heart-to-heart, Omaha has got roots in Seoul. Yeah, but when we, we're coming from Lincoln, so like it's kind of a, almost yeah. a whole different vibe okay compared to omaha all right, uh, all right. So, i'll give you that yeah. all right so like communities and yeah stuff like yeah. that like atmosphere and we we do love all the other r&b and soul groups out there so please don't take that <laughs> yeah yeah by yeah. any way shape form or fashion yeah. but we just know that compared to other states other areas in our country right now we know that r&b and soul music <laughs> is not the primary <laughs> primary genre here in Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. I, I you know i don't know if what you guys think of country music um but i i would do soul over country music any day yeah. uh-huh. yes sir so, um <laughs> so ether go on uh, when you think of your times and your story uh, when you're singing, what memories come to you? Um, well, whenever I've sung in this group, and I just, in general, whenever I've written songs, I feel like I'm just a very cheesy guy, I guess, because I, I write a lot of love songs and stuff, and I tend to like write about my wife or just like 
past relationships I've had um, and kind of put myself in those shoes and I just feel like it comes more natural to me for some reason to write stuff and I've feel like ever since I've joined this group I've kind of learned how to branch away from that and that not saying it's a bad thing to sing about love all the time but it's kind of nice to it's a little more refreshing to kind of change the subjects a little bit and kind of dive into other uh, parts of of my life that I feel like I can relate to and uh, for example we just wrote a song uh, together um, that was called uh, um, get up make no excuses and then that was like a whole nother type of song I've never really think I could have written by myself without these three with me so that was kind of a nice uh, change of pace and um, just way to like show another side of, of me that I think people haven't seen before through music so yeah so where does that song come from um, well we all came together one night at a friend's house and we were just like for the very first time this is actually the very first song we wrote together and so when we got together we just didn't really know what to do like we I think we all kind of knew like um, we were gonna figure something out eventually but it was just kind of like one of those nights that it just worked magically we like pretty much wrote the whole song mm-hmm. in like what a half hour maybe yeah mm-hmm. and then we started recording it right away mm-hmm. and our friend that we were recording with had a beat that we just felt like worked so well and uh it was one of the songs you would have heard at the jewel that night it was actually the i think the last one we did mm-hmm. um and i think at the time we were just all kind of feeling like you know this is the start of our group and we want to just overall make our lives a much better um um what am I trying to say? Like, I, 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 yeah. Where have you struggled in life? Where have I struggled? Um, and that, and the reason why I ask that is because I think, as you guys all write music, that's where a lot of it comes from. Would you agree? Um, yeah, it definitely does. I think we've all agreed together that we're going to be as vulnerable and as like open about our lyrics, just because. Um, when we do that, it's going to be a lot easier to to kind of relate to the people we're trying to reach because we're all agreeing on like we want to be um, we want to be able to like help serve people through our music, help them feel uplifted, help them feel like they can overcome like what could we talk about um, whatever difficulties they may go go through. And I think each one of us has a different side of uh, uh, difficulties we've gone through in our lives that we can contribute to that so and so i'm putting you on the yeah. hot seat right now yeah. if you haven't picked that up yet right, yeah um is <laughs> what's, you know w- w- what's your story so that you know because i want to expand on that purpose that you have sure. right yeah i think when it comes to um some of the struggles i've gone through um just growing up i didn't have a strong family structure. Um, my parents got divorced at a pretty young age. And then my mom was with just me and my two sisters for about five years. And then she got remarried. And I had my stepdad, who I kind of grew up with more than my biological dad. 
and I only saw my biological dad when um, he would come by and like just bring us out to like, go out to eat and like buy his clothes and stuff. And so like I feel like in a way that's kind of affected me in some negative ways just because I feel like that's the only kind of relationship I had with, with my dad was just kind of like the the uh, what want to say like the the uh, money like kind of aspect does that make sense mm -hmm. like I just saw him as like oh I get to go out to eat with them or I get to go get new clothes and I didn't really get to develop a relationship with him um, and we haven't really written anything about that yet but that is something I do want to like write about in the future so share with other people I just don't know how to do it yet so so when you're when you're sitting here and I, I won't want to dive into this a little bit is you're married, correct? Yes. Do you have any kids? Yes. Does your experience going through that change how you are as a father? I think it does. Yeah, I feel like I'm just constantly thinking about how not to mess it up. <laughs> you know you're going to mess up being a father at some point, right? Well, I mean, <laughs> I just don't want to mess it up to the point where I'm doing the same exact thing my parents did. Right. right. And I'm just constantly thinking about like, um, trying to be the best I can and also like Haley was saying about her journey um, just accepting those flaws and trying to be the best you can be every day um, it's definitely a lot harder than I thought it'd be being a, a father just with all the stuff that goes on every day so so let me ask you this question yeah. um, has a guy were taught or raised kind of emotions stay within us and we're strong and we can get through anything, right? Being in a situation where your parents were divorced, did that only intensify those emotions to say, you know what, I'm the man of the house or like I, I need to just be strong in this situation? Yeah, I think it did. I think, um, like I said, I feel like I'm just trying to not mess things up and not try to repeat any of the same mistakes. And so I feel like I've tried to um, just bury that deep within myself and just try to avoid some of those um, negative emotions sometimes. And um, there's definitely struggles we have in our family and I just feel like um, with having the experience of growing up that way, I think in a way it's been kind of a blessing and there's been lots of different uh, family members that are now part of my life that I wouldn't have had if my parents didn't get remarried either. So there's a lot of cool blessings and obviously there's also the cons, but also a lot of blessings just because of how things turned out too. So so when you're, when you're singing, and I know you, you said you haven't written music about this yet, yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What can you, what can you speak to a young adult who has a divided home or split home that is struggling with their parents being divorced or separated, uh, that they don't know how to act at this point? Yeah, I think for some reason, I, th I feel like I learned 
early on in life just to love my family no matter what they're going through. I feel like it's just been easier to accept their flaws and to love them and to just um, continue to spend time with them and try to get to know them instead of just throwing them out of my life completely. Um, and I, I know it's different for everybody. There's different things that happen that would cause maybe some relationships not to, um, I guess, mend together as easily again. But uh, whatever, um, it's like my my actual biological dad lives in California, and uh, I don't get to see him very often anymore. But I made it a point this year that um, with my wife that I really wanted to go see him and actually fly out there since it's been almost over a year. Um, and he's planning on um, moving to the Philippines eventually because he wants to retire there. And, and once that happens, I feel like I'm not going to see him hardly ever again because it's just so expensive to, to travel. Um, but yeah, going back to the point, um, I just feel like just loving your family and trying to, your best to forgive them for things that have happened, I feel like it's just much easier, it's just more peaceful to uh, try to move on as much as you can. And I feel like you find um, stronger relationships that way. Um, and I think it helps being a father to my kids that I'm strong relationships with, with my parents as well so that they have that ability to get to know them before they pass on. And, um, yeah, I think that's, I, I think, I think there's something in there yeah. is that really hit with me is I think we have to accept their flaws. Yeah. Right. I think oftentimes we expect our parents to be perfect and disappointment will come because we realize they're not perfect. And I know just, you know, for me personally is I literally hated my own dad for 12 years. And it, it got to a point where I had to accept his flaws. I can't change them. I had to accept them. And when that moment came, you're right, peace comes. And it it's almost like that gorilla jumping off your back that you don't have to bear a burden of hating someone anymore, mm -hmm. but you're just loving them. And so I, I, I encourage you, write that. Because I, I, I think that is impactful, is when we can accept other people's flaws, man, you got a great story there that comes with peace and love, right? Yeah. Thank you. Write that down. Taking taking that. So that should be like a leap. Yeah, okay. that's really good. Got some ideas there. All right, Robert. Okay. What was the last meal you cooked for the group? Ooh. We oh. just were talking about this the yeah. other day. Okay, so I made I made mac and cheese, um, which I, I make really good mac and cheese. Um, and then I made salmon. Sure. I did make salmon because I think for Jaden. Mm -hmm. And then I think we made I made rice. 
Tell me rice or mashed potatoes. And like mixed vegetables vegetables or something like that. Yeah. So that's what I made for the group the last time. That was a few months ago. So we need we're we're reing up for doing doing another another cooked cooked meal hangout situation. So I'll make I'll make the mac and cheese this time. He he claims that he can make better mac and cheese (laughs) than me. We're gonna find that out. Okay, okay. Are we gonna have a mac and cheese cooking? I'm super down. Eric and I have already talked about cooking together. Uh, So I'll 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 make the salmon too. Yeah, he says he also can make better salmon than me. You want Parmesan crusted salmon? Okay, Parmesan crust. Yeah, she can't have the dairy, Eric. Really good. Hey, but if you can make a good seafood boil, Jaden loves a good seafood boil. And I can't make a seafood boil, but if you can do seafood boil, Jaden will be very pleased. Okay. <laughs> so then I'm going to I'm gonna just go ahead and assume everyone approved of your cooking. It was amazing. Thanks, guys. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Appreciate y'all. Love how, y'all. How many cheeses did you use in your mac and cheese? I used about four. That's used a good four. amount. Use about four. Made a right. cheese sauce, the you, whole thing. After four, it gets a little much. It does. <laughs> it does. So. <laughs> I don't even know more than. This is like our whole episode with me and Eric that we talked about was food and music. It was great. So last time we talked, mm-hmm. you were getting ready to sit down and actually write your own music. Yeah. How's that going? Still, we're still sitting down trying to write it. It's and I, and the reason why I do say that is because I think, as a group collective, we've been really focused on figuring out who we are in a sound of music, um, and you know, there's been conversations that we've been having and things that we've been working on to figure that out. And so, a lot of my focus has kind of been in that lane because I know, I know that this group is going to go far. I know that. There's a lot of experiences, there's gonna be a lot of shows, a lot of tours, a lot of albums, a lot of records, a lot of selling of records that's gonna happen with this group. And so the foundation of us building for that future has to happen right now. We can't slack on that. And so I've been really putting my focus in on that. However, this group has also been really encouraging me that I do need to uh, be recording and putting out my own stuff. Um, And so that's something that I'm really trying to figure out how to be able to carve out that time to do that for myself as well. So is it a time issue then that, or do you have writer's block? Definitely don't have writer's block. I figured that out because with Get Up, that was, that was, there was not a writer's block there. I think it's a, it's a time issue. And I also think that it's a, a fear issue. Time issue because this is not the only group that I'm a part of, and I also do a I do a lot of singing. Like outside of my day job, it's 95% of my time I am somewhere on someone's stage singing someone's song. Um, so but also, you, yeah, I'm, go ahead. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna dig into th- me because I know yeah. you I know you're gonna do it. Go ahead. Because we're just gonna go right to the meat of this. Do it. What are you afraid of? Oh, Eric. <laughs> um, I'm afraid of failure. I'm afraid of giving the world a piece of me that I've that I cherish and I treasure, which is my life. Because I know in music that there are some artists that say they write on other people's experiences. I really write for my own. Like, get up and some of some other songs that we've written have really come from us as a group and our own personal struggles um 
but I, I, I am scared. I'm scared that I'm I'm not a good a good enough writer. Um, I also do, and this is and this is crazy, but um, I do have struggles that I'm not as good of a vocalist as I think that I am, and that writing my own music is going to show that to me, and it's just going to be the writing on the wall. Um, and and I'm more of a a cheerleader to others more than to myself. And so when it comes to these three people that are sitting next to me, the way that I love them and the way that I care for them sometimes is more than I love and I care for myself. And so I push them, I encourage them, I will, hey, if you need background vocals, call me, I'm there. Like it's always like, whatever you guys need, I got you. And it's been that way. But I think for me, when it comes to, okay, like let's, let's focus on what you need to do for you sometimes I will give all of the excuses in the world on why I shouldn't. Okay. So when you're a cheerleader and you're asking Jaden, Haley, Ether, or other people, I know you work with youth too. Yeah. You're asking them yeah. to be authentic and real. Where's your self-love? It's 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 a journey. It's a journey that I am struggling to be on. Um because I didn't truly start loving myself fully until a couple years ago. I am my worst critic. I literally criticize myself for everything that I do. My weight the way that I talk, the way that I, like little, even minuscule things that like, why would anyone really think of that? I criticize myself for it. Um, and that comes from a, a myriad of things. That comes from um, my culture as a Jamaican. A lot of Jamaicans, we, um, and just Caribbeans in general, like we strive for perfection. Perfection is everything that we do. It's all that we are. And our family name means everything. And so for me, it was, I was groomed, and I, we talked about this, I think, in our last episode, that I was groomed and raised to be in front of a stage, to talk to people, to be this, this person that people are looking to for guidance, and that's because of my parents and what they've done, my mother and what she's done, and just how the situations and spaces that I was put in growing up. Um, and so a lot of times, you just have to fake it till you make it, and that's something that I was trained in and kind of done to, done to the point where now like especially you know up until a couple years ago there was a lot of faking it till you make it there was a lot of saying the things and doing the things and being in that that spirit quote unquote and when the curtains are pulled back when the lights are off when there's no mic in your hand when there is no stage for you to sing on who are you and that's something that i really had to struggle with especially going through the pandemic um, and so now I, I do love myself. Do I, is there, is there still a journey and is there still steps that I need to go on? Absolutely. But I think the great thing and what I'm super grateful for, for these two people sitting next to me is that they are right along that journey with me of encouraging me to love myself and to be honest with myself and to not accept anything less than what I deserve. Um, and guys, I'm really grateful for y'all because before this group, I was in a very much different place. Um, and because of these three people sitting next to me, I'm on a, a much different path. 
See, and the perfectionism side, like, completely get that. Yeah. Like, worst critic? Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. I, when I listen to these podcasts, I'm like, I'll go home after recording and be like, oh, God, that one. Yeah. That, that one's not good. Yeah. And then when I listen to it, I'm often surprised. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily by how I sound. Right. But by the reaction. You know, and... You made a comment in there about, you know, when the lights are on. Sir, you are a light to other people. And when your authenticity comes out finally, and you're going to have people say, you know what, been there. I'm struggling myself, right? So if I were to ask you right now, because I know I had these talks with my oldest daughter. Right. Uh, she is without a doubt. I think I am a perfectionism. Like, she's on steroids then. <laughs> because if it's schoolwork or if it's volleyball, it, it literally does not matter. Right. Like, it has to be perfect. Yeah. What do you say to her? All of you is perfection, including your flaws, including your mess ups including your mistakes, including when you fall short, all of you is perfectionism and a beautiful art piece of perfectionism. And each and every one of us, which another reason why I love this group is that we are all so different in our very unique ways, but each and every one of us is beautiful. And that's what's, that is the, the ultimate definition of perfect. It's everything that you are, it's all that you do, and it's it's the fears, it's the struggles, it's the setbacks, it's the letdowns, it's the crying at night, it's the why am I doing this? It's the like, where, where am I gonna turn to next? It's I've done this and this time and time again and nothing is working out, why? It's all of those things put together. That is what perfectionism is, and when we redefine what the world's perception of perfectionism is and we take it and we change it to what the right definition is, that's when beautiful things occur and that's when experiences like this and amazing people come into your life and you get to walk alongside them and in and, and this context, I get to create beautiful experiences of art, of love, of joy, of peace, of self-worth with these three artists that are sitting next to me. And we get to stop beating ourselves up. Right? Absolutely. And I think that's kind of one of those main points is, you know, we spend so much time just beating ourselves up. Man, I'm a failure at everything, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And we live with that mindset that we become failures. Right. And we're not actually doing ourselves any favors in that regard. Yeah. And when we, like you said, when we when we change the definition of what perfectionism is and have that understanding that God created us mm-hmm. perfectly, mm-hmm. you know, that that does create its own music at that point. Absolutely. So thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Jaden, hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing good. Are you ready for this? I am. <laughs> Just so like... I don't know, inspired by these guys. It was like, I was having a day today, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, 
Jaden suck it up. Like, it's going to be good. Like, I'm with the people that I love. Like, I know it'll be fine. But not feeling good. <laughs> so no nerves whatsoever. No. Not a, no. <laughs> absolutely not. Not a single nerve. Wow. So for you, where does your music come from? Um, so I have a pretty like long music background. I started singing in like musical theater when I was like 10, and then I started singing lessons around then too. Um, and I started songwriting when I was 13, and so I've been doing that ever since. Um, but yeah, music has been kind of like a a thing where like I have a passion for it, but like sometimes, like when growing up, I was like, gosh, this is like I hate this, because like it was a part of me that's like always gonna be a part of me. But I feel like there was so much like expectations and you know things that I wasn't happy with in music when it comes to like being in musical theater, taking voice lessons, or writing songs, being in the studio, there was a lot that I felt like I felt short, like fell short. And so it was just kind of like a stressor to me, like, oh God, like I gotta write this song by like next Tuesday or whatever, or I gotta practice this song that I haven't practiced. And so it was just kind of like, I don't wanna do it. Cause like, it's not something that, Cause like I have anxiety, pretty bad anxiety. And so like all of that already thinking like, oh, I'm not good enough. And then just hearing like, you need to do more. You need to be doing this more. You know, you need to be writing more. You need to be practicing more. You need to be doing this, this, and this. And it just gets to like, I don't want to do this anymore. You so know? Would it be fair then to say that this being a passion of yours was almost getting that passion beaten out of you? 100%. And it took a while. It took different experiences um, to kind of get that back a little bit. And that wasn't until just like recently to where like I wrote a song and I was like, this is me. Like, I'm proud of this. And I know people, it's something that I want to write and not what people think that I should write because like, Starting off in my like music journey, like my own music, it was kind of more like heavily influenced by who I was working with. And uh, it just didn't feel like me, my music at all. And I felt like whatever I brought to the table was like, oh, let's change this, let's change this. Like we can do this better, like keep doing it over and over and over. And that's that's one thing that like, Ugh, I hate doing it over and over and over and over again. It's like one of those things that like takes you back to that childhood experience and you're like, I don't wanna, I'm not good enough, you know? But. Um, so what was that moment then that switched it for you to say, I'm no longer doing this for others. I'm doing this for myself mm -hmm. first but I'm doing it for others in an aspect of helping others rather than doing it for others. Right. Um, I mean, it's kind of like a collection of moments because like, I've always been like a black and white person that's like, this has to happen for this, whatever. But like with this, it's a lot of different moments and a lot of different experiences 
like being in this group and just being like having positive influence and like environment around you like really puts you in a better perspective and um you know finding my sound in my music that's like okay I can do this and like um my favorite artist is Jasmine Sullivan and we went to her concert in March mm -hmm. and it just like I want to do that because like what she does for me is what I want to do for other people like her like not only is she just like the best vocalist ever in the world she also <laughs> just like it, she just makes you feel seen and like you're talking about like most of her songs I'm like yes like I feel it and just like it's a very physical sometimes like people who have like very very passionate about music mm -hmm. like that's almost like physical like it makes you just feel better and are like the I hair on your arms stand up yeah type of, it's like, totally physical yeah. and so yeah i definitely want to to do that for other people you know what i mean so i'm going to ask the question again to really bring out your anxiety good it's my favorite actually <laughs> my favorite my love favorite. it when it happens not not the music that you write for others where does your music like if you were to think about that one song that you have written where does that come from if you go into your heart into your soul where's that moment i think with this most recent unreleased song i like really i had it written like forever ago and then just like um am now working with a producer who is amazing but i brought it up and i like read through the lyrics and like it just resonated with me it's like what i wanted to tell my younger self and uh, my something that like the phrase i'm like gibbering gibbering but <laughs> you got my anxiety <laughs> but um one of my favorite like phrases is exist as you are and like that just hit because like with what Haley says about like you know you don't have to be size zero size two you don't have to like have the perfect body you don't have to like pretend you don't have mental illness or like pretend you don't have chronic illness you know you can exist as you are like right now mm. like buy clothes that fit you now you know don't be like i need to <laughs> you don't need to lose weight to fit into a dress or stuff like that and kind of give yourself some grace because that that was hard you know being a perfectionist mm -hmm. you know you got to give yourself some grace what does grace look like for you because i i, I mean <laughs> having gone through therapy for two and a half years and doing it on a weekly basis when it came down to it that was the one thing that was really hard for me to really sit and go okay today sucks and it's okay so for you where does that grace and what does that look like um it looks like kind of a reality check in a way that's like the world isn't ending because you failed this test or like you know you haven't been doing your assignments on time you know it's the world's not gonna end i promise like you'll be just fine 
And with me, that grace had to come from, I overwork myself kind of, like I do too many commitments. And so I'm like, I can say no. Give yourself that grace. Say no to things that you know will be like too much. And you know, it also comes from like being fed up with being so negative and so like, I don't know, being an obstacle, you know, in your own way. Um, but yeah, giving that grace to yourself, it's hard. So when you're, when you're thinking of speaking to your younger self in your music, you know, you made a comment earlier about you're a pretty black and white person. To me, music is far from black and white. 100%. So what, how do you speak to your younger self or how do you speak to those younger people out there so that they can understand that live for you right now? Mm-hmm. That's a pretty loaded <laughs> question because like, I think everything that I went through as like a kid has shaped me into who I am right now. Um, but if I were to say something to her, it would be like, I don't know. It's like, you are enough. Like, you don't have to be doing a million things to be important. You know, you don't have to. Uh, overcommit to things just because you're a, a yes man you know like take it easy I guess but yeah I guess I'll go ahead and yeah um, <laughs> take it from here Thanks. um So, question for Jaden and Haley. When you think of all those young girls out there that are struggling through things, trying to fit in, try, you know, when you think of like a freshman in high school, what could you say to them right now that maybe brings them a little sense of hope? I'm trying to think that's all right. I know. I'm like, there's so much here. <laughs> I'm, but I'm trying to just like, like think because a... like when I was a freshman in high school, I was like super hard on myself. Like oh, yeah. I didn't fit in the best. Like mm -hmm. I was coming from coming from a Christian school to a public school. Kind of that switch. Don't you think though that's true with a, a lot of freshmen? Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. I've got I mean, I'm coming from middle school and I'm walking into this building and there's a lot of larger people here that yeah. have been here. Like, I, I probably would say like no matter like how hard you want to fit in with a group of people or just like anything in general like if they don't give you the same energy it's a like you're not meant to be in that space <laughs> you're watching greed you know yeah right. yeah it was like <laughs> and just like d don't try to like fit into something that you're not because like you need to just be who you are it's hard at that age though freshman year you're trying to fit in you're trying to be that cool person so you're not like eating lunch alone or mm -hmm. just everything it just yeah 
Um, I think like self-reflection and positive self-talk is really important. Um, and kind of learning not to rely on other people for your like happiness or like, you know, confidence. Cause, oh, if they say I'm cool, then that means I'm cool. But like knowing that your interests and your passions are interesting and they are, you know, there's communities for everybody. And so just because you haven't found your community, your niche in high school or as you are a kid, like that doesn't mean that there's not more more out there for you. Because even I like today as 21, like I know there's so much more out there and like so many more experiences and people that I haven't met that, you know, what I'm doing now won't really even matter. Like all the stuff that's like kind of holding me back in terms of like what other people think of me, you know, I know down the line, like it'll be just fine, you know? And I, I, that's, that's a great way to look at life is not so much focused on our past or even really looking too far in the future, but just trying to find that happiness in just what we're doing today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like live in the moment. Right. And not worry about what you're going to be doing successfully in 10 years. Right. Like you'll get there when it's 10 years. <laughs> I know. My mom yeah. was always tells me all the time, she's like, just take it day by day. Because I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in school right now. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to be here for forever. And she's like, just take it day by day. You know, it won't seem as long, I guess. And so, yeah. love Shelly. So, <laughs> Ether, I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, has someone who is a self-proclaimed romantic person as well, was Boys to Men your favorite group growing up? How'd you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's seriously like, it was like one of my biggest, like my favorite like R&B group. Have you seen them in concert? Oh yeah. Okay. Like right. three or four times. Now. Gotcha. So. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Um, so when you, when you think of being a romantic person you know I, I I think too often you know from a relationship standpoint you know we're told females like the bad boy right yeah so right like, yeah and we're always left out being the romantic the soft the loving the kind growing up and you know all these uh, young men are trying to be these bad boys because that's what the world tells them, right? That's what women want is a bad boy. So how would you say a young man who has that romantic aspect and the world says, no, you're just weird? Because I, I mean... I know from personal experience in my dating relationships as, you know, high school or in college, they were not successful being a romantic person. What advice would you say to those young people that are romantic? Yeah, I'd say just stick with it because, um, you know, Hollywood, I feel like in the media likes to paint a picture of what people like and it's really all completely false 
and I think it's 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 really sad how much of an influence uh, media has on people. And uh, for me personally, I don't feel like I ever was drawn to the bad boy persona just because I grew up uh, in a Christian household. I am a, one of uh, seven siblings. I'm the oldest boy, and then I have all a bunch of sisters between me and my younger brother who I didn't really grow up with. Um, um, so I feel like I've always been around um, uh, females more than males just because my dad wasn't around growing up either. So I think they helped me realize that. And so I think advice to men is just like, um, I think it's good to have um, relationships with women and good healthy relationships, get to know them. And I feel like that's how you know what they would like. And if you're trying to find a, a partner in the future, um, just having those strong relationships and maintaining those relationships with women and seeing them in a positive light and being a advocate for them and the things they're going through, I think that helps you know what really needs to be uh, um, in a relationship with, with the opposite sex. Yeah. And I wa- you hit on something, and I, I want to see if you would agree with this. When you look at someone of the opposite sex in a positive way, that's what romance is. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Because I think oftentimes, you know, we get in the society or Hollywood tells us, you know, we're jumping from one to the other because something just didn't go right. And we always find the negative aspect in people. Yeah. And it's easier just to cut and run, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, you know, my story, I, I am divorced. It didn't work. And I have to live with that. And I have to, at this point in life, be an example of what my daughters want in a man. And I lost my way because inside me, I am a romantic person, but I wasn't showing that. And now I've come to learn of what that truly entails is loving that person in all of their flaws. And that's where romance lies. So, uh, Robert. What's up? Mm -hmm. Uh, We've talked in the past. Yeah. And I want to kind of close with one question to you. Okay. When you think of this group, Mm -hmm. and you think of all the passions that each one of them have brought, where do you see this going in the next year? and in the next five years. And by the way, all of you are answering this question. <laughs> well, <laughs> hope I don't steal any of your answers. <laughs> but, um, man, by this time next year, our album will be out. Um, and we will be regularly doing experiences and People could say shows, but I call them experiences because 
our music is going to create a safe place for everyone, no matter who they are, what they do, where they're at in their life journey. I want when you come to a Soul Review show that you know that you're loved, you know that you're respected, you know that you're appreciated and that you're valued and that you are more than enough in this space and that you can be able to take that with you when you leave the space. Um, and so I feel like that for me personally, that's in the next year, in the next five years, we're touring across the world. All right. Absolutely, in All the right. next five years. Um, working with amazing producers, creating amazing music, both together as a group and also individually as well. Um, it's gonna be a lot harder for us to get together, I feel like, in the next five years, because I feel like we're all just gonna be all over the place trying to just mm -hmm. do all the things, but um, in the next five, 15, 20, 30 years, these are my best friends. Right. And these are the people that I'm gonna be doing life with for the rest of my life. And I'm so, 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 so grateful for that. Um, I'm grateful for how everything aligned for us to be together. Um, real quick, it actually started um, at with Haley. Haley was working on a single for her EP, No Holding Back. If you haven't gotten that on streaming platforms, please do. That's an amazing project that I feel like will even amplify this conversation even more. Um, and so we recorded, she asked us to, to come on and help her with that track and she featured us on that song. Um, and we went to the studio and we recorded and never once did I really think like, oh, we could do a group, but I was like, man, these are amazing artists. I love singing with them. Um, and then Haley um, had her EP release show at Screamers um, and she actually invited all of us to sing background, but not only to sing background, she actually asked each and every one of us to actually be featured at her show and do one of our own solo songs at her show, which meant that I actually had to write something, which was really difficult, but I actually made it. Um, and after that night was over and we had a sold out show at Screamers, we literally sat at El Chapado Mexican restaurant for all of our Lincoln nights, you know, that is that is one of the late night spots in Lincoln. Mm -hmm. um, and we sat there and we looked at each other and we said, there's something here. And not just for us, but there's something that the world needs from this. And so we sat together and we said, do we wanna do this? Do we really want to be together as a group? And the four of us unanimously said yes. And so we, you know, the name came about the Soul Review and, you know, for the last of, over a year, we just celebrated our one year anniversary at our Hub and Soul show. And for the last, over the last year, we have, we, we've realized that that answer was correct. That this is something that the world needs and that there is a beautiful art that's gonna come out of this for people that are gonna change their lives for now and for the rest of their lives. And so, yeah, that's what we're gonna be doing. So be on the lookout. Haley? Is there anything else to say? <laughs> I know, I'm like racking Robert, my He just ate good at talking. <laughs> no, yeah, the same. Uh, for this group in the next year, I know we're gonna be finding our sound, mm -hmm. finding our mm -hmm. brand, our mm -hmm. audience, building our fan base, mm -hmm. and you know, doing more shows. The next five years, I know we're gonna be touring. We're gonna have albums. We're gonna be collaborating with like bigger artists. Mm -hmm. I just like see that in our future. And I know, in the next five years, I know we'll all like be like grown as individuals too, like personally, like mentally, physically, and we'll all like be together as one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Dang, Haley, I was good. <laughs> 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 like a lot of what I was gonna say. Um, 
but yeah i mean in the next year um it's definitely going to be a lot of hard work behind the scenes as well as um getting ourselves out there mm -hmm. i guess so a lot of um groundwork uh will be taking place next year yeah and then in five years um we are i'm like you know how you don't want to say oh i hope we will or like we might mm -hmm. but you i'm gonna be like we will do this mm -hmm. i want to interrupt you though because i think having those goals gives you that mindset mm -hmm. to accomplish right mm -hmm. i think that's important to have mm -hmm. so what's that five-year goal so we will <laughs> we are <laughs> going to um collaborate with bigger artists because we are more than just ourselves i guess mm -hmm. and we share that passion of music and you know it would be so incredible to collaborate with you know hopefully like our idols and like you know people we look up to and also you know have a good connection with the people who who listen to us ether well what I'm really excited about this group is just the amount of passion we have to make this thing a weekly thing. We've been getting together every week, and I feel like um, out of all the musical groups I've been a part of, it's become one of the most consistent groups I've been able to be uh, a part of. And like, we were saying with the goals and stuff, I think we just, we have a clear vision of what we want. And we all kind of talked about that in the very beginning, instead of just like, oh, let's maybe do this, or like, we'll see how this goes. Like, I think with us knowing our vision, we're just gonna trailblaze, like, and we're just gonna accomplish so much. And with our first year, I think we're gonna definitely find our sound. And just recently, we've been working with, um, an artist and we feel like he's gonna help us really figure that out and then five years from now I think we're gonna feel a pretty comfortable booking just about anywhere we want to go awesome. and uh, yeah go on tour would definitely be a cool thing a, a, a big highlight we are. and the goal is just uh, <laughs> yes yeah we are <laughs> we are and our message is gonna spread and it's gonna just set on fire and just be a great thing for everybody so well i want to thank you guys and uh for everyone out there listening soul review look them up incredible incredible people incredibly talented too and i would agree with you all in the one thing is you all have an amazing story personally but it vibes very well with each other's and I encourage you, as my mentor in doing these podcasts told me, is your focus needs to be reaching one. And think of that one person every time you're up there. Hmm. I think you guys have the ability to share something to the world, like you guys have said. So I want to thank you for coming on today. 
having this opportunity to interview each one of you and to kind of speak hope and encouragement into everyone out there. So for those people out there listening, I want to encourage you all as well is when you listen to their passions that each of them have, there's a purpose behind it. So like I asked when at that opening is when you think of your passion, what would it look like if there was a purpose behind it? You heard four amazing people here that not only have a passion, but there is a purpose behind it and it's to help people out. So I challenge you to not just look at your passion for self, but look at it for an avenue to be able to help other people and see what will happen when you add a purpose to your passion. Because I think at the end of the day, the world will be a better place. And then you will hear the words, well done, my faithful servant.